When it's grim, be the grim Welcome to the war room. We got Dev, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the printers and talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topics, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yo, what's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. One of your hosts, I'm the Bull Dev Mac, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother, Jimmy the Blueprint. The NFL Divisional Round left a lot of fans saying it was the best they'd ever seen. So now it's time to move on to Championship Sunday. Two more games to decide who plays for all the marbles. So we'll get you ready with our picks, predictions, and more from around the world of sports. So it's time to sit back, relax, and bust it up again with your guys in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of Earth. So you can get in on the conversation yourself by joining right now um, at the By the Hood chat room. That's blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you could join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. What up, fam? I see, I see the, uh, you know, the, the U.S. government bulls is talking real heavy to Russia right now. What's, what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, they they trying to bring the 80s back. You know what I'm saying? You know, they, <laughs> they trying to bring the 80s back, man. You know, it's, it's wild out here, man. You know, Putin. I, I thought China was at me now. Right. I mean, I thought they, they, but they don't really but, want know. that smoke. With China, so you know they got to move on to the next. They probably don't want that smoke with Russia either. So they'll be they'll be yeah, talking trash true. to somebody else six months from now until they find somebody that that could be their huckleberry. But um, yeah, they 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 told them bulls, you know, you move a certain way, then we gonna move a certain way. Um, so hey, be. Yeah, you got guns. We got guns too. What up, son? Dude? Right. What up, son? Dude. <laughs> Want to battle for cash and see who sons who, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, the U.S. we ain't got money to do nothing else, but we always got a couple dollars, a couple dollars to you know, to shoot some stuff up. Got money, for, got money for war, but we can't feed the poor. Mm-hmm. Pops, of course, it. Crazy. They gonna be over there, you know, busting their guns, but you know, Kensington, Philly gonna still look the way it look. Anyway, pretty much <laughs> zombie land. Anyway, though, y'all know what it is, man. Before we get started, we just need to remind you guys that whether you're with us live or not, anytime on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, either on our own website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So there is never, like I always say, never an excuse to miss an episode of War Room, uh, Tissue and the Tape, Hip Raw Street Line, Superstars. John Appetit on the couch with the Wilsons, which has a brand new episode out this week after further review with the mayor and a whole lot more. So make sure you check that out on the WRSPN, World Room Sports Podcast Network. And also, you know, shout out to, you know, the third member of our proverbial locks, B. Austin. He's not with us tonight. Um, 
that sucks though, because you know some stuff in our rundown. You know, it's certain things you know is going to get a reaction out of B, and he's going to spit some bars at or against some people. Um, too bad we're not going to be able to hear that tonight. But anyway, man, hot topics are brought to y'all by my bookie. War Room family, you know what time it is. It's time for you to make some money sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked out MyBookie, NFL Championship Sunday is upon us, so it's time to place your bets. Lay down some bread on all the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players. Placing bets at MyBookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your money. You get it fast. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wagers after the game starts. So join now, MyBookie. They'll match 50% of your first deposit up to a grand. So just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get your bread. That's all there is to it. All right, so, Jim, man, a lot of talk this week on the James Harden front, man. A lot of reports talking that James Harden is unhappy in Brooklyn type of stuff, um, saying, you know, he, he pretty much came over there. Um, some stuff that he doesn't like about Steve Nash and his late game rotations. Um, he doesn't like the fact that Kyrie is a part-time player and, and he just started to do that. And now that, you know, because of that, now that Kevin Durant is hurt for a good amount of time, he's back to pretty much Houston mode, carrying the offensive load, you know, pretty much by himself night in and night out. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? You think it's really smoke? I mean, you think it's fire where where this smoke is coming from? Because you know they asked him, and he was gonna say the right things, and the right things are pretty much. I don't know what you're talking about. What reports? Who are you talking about? Kind of deflecting, but. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. I think it's gotta be right, and the reason I say mm-hmm. that is just because of how many, and they all came out at the same time. Like, but also we do know that people be like piggybacking on somebody else's story. And trying to mm-hmm. act like they knew, so uh, it might be a little bit of that. Put a but, put a, a half half a sentence or more detail into it. Act like you had some sources. <laughs> but this, this Make is a bit up. much, though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like this this was a bit much. Like this this is a whole lot. Like I see on so many different platforms, um, from different people, and <clears> like the stories like even get jiggier depending upon who's telling it. Right. So right. I mean, I think it's, it's got to be some truth to this, right? It can't be completely made up. Um, Skyview in the chat room, he said, uh, I think someone is trolling, but I would make that John Collins, Bogdanovic, Gallinari trade for Ben Simmons. Um, that, that's a decent trade. Um, what I wouldn't do if that's the particular trade, though, is give up Tobias as well. I think in a lot of these deals, they're trying to package Tobias Harris as well. I think if this is what you're getting back, then I'm not going to package both of them dudes, but I also don't see, um, Atlanta giving that up just for Ben Simmons. So, you know, that's something we can keep an eye on. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's where this story is relative as well because some of the reports, like Jimmy said, you know, they get a little jiggier depending on who's actually reporting it. Some of the reports have gone as far as to say we already know the the connection between – James Harden and Sixers GM Daryl Morey, well, president of basketball ops, they still they still acting like uh, your man is the GM, but that's something for another time. Um, but now they're saying there's reports that he wouldn't mind, like he wants to play with Joel Embiid. 
And, you know, a lot of these joints we see, they say sources say, but they're like people close to Harden are telling the Sixers people that he wants to play with Joel Embiid. The only thing I think about that, like, okay, you see the tear that Joel Joel Embiid is on right now, so you kind of know if you're a James Harden, what kind of duo we could possibly have if I make that move. And I guess it would be enticing to a guard to play with a big that's playing like that. But at the same time, a source of his unhappiness is supposed to be the fact that since Kyrie's not playing, when Kevin Durant gets hurt, he has to shoulder most of the load. Now, we know Joel Embiid, like nobody, even though, he, you know, he's about to play his 20th consecutive game this evening against the Los Angeles Lakers. We know that doesn't happen much in Joel Embiid land. So would that be a gamble for somebody who claims they don't want that burden all to themselves to come play with Joel Embiid? Like, I mean, I got a, I got a couple of thoughts. The first thought is I've never seen a situation, and they've been talking about this for a while, where a GM or president of operations has such a close relationship with a player. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. That's weird to me. Like, like what were they doing? They talking about him so close. Like, why are you all with the yeah, GM? Yeah, like, I, I don't even understand like what that's about. Like, like Strip because they've been talking about this for a little while. So that's kind of weird. That's the first thing that's weird to me is that. But then the second thing I think about is, well, first off, like just in general. I forget how good he is because ever since he's been there, it's kind of like he got buried over there, and I haven't really – you don't see the same Harden highlights that like he used to. Now, with that being said, boy, averaging damn near a triple-double. I'm not saying he'd still um, be hooping, but it's just so yeah, much hoopla in Brooklyn. It's just, it's just different. Yeah, it's just different with him there because, like, KD sucks up all the energy, Paul. But it, 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 it's, it's weird because I forget just how an elite player he is being over there. If he came here, like, you know right away, like, you know, Harden's back. But yeah. um, but the, the relationship with Maury, that's always been weird to me. Like, I, I don't get that. Like, But it's been reported so many times. You know right. What I, mean? Like, I mean, you hear about some players Murray, being close with a coach. But, damn, this is yeah, – he was the damn GM in Houston. What was y'all doing? <laughs> I think Maury's behind all this uh, propaganda, yo. He's just leaking like, stories. part of his name. <laughs> he's, he's, he's making all this. So it's all it's all making him because that's like nothing else really makes sense. Um, but in, in terms of the question about like uh, his injuries and all that, like <clears throat> I don't, I think I think that's just an excuse because I've heard so many things. It, it was about him not liking the taxes, him not liking the weather. I'm like, you don't like the weather yeah. in Brooklyn, but you want to come to Philly. What's the difference? Yo, there's no difference. It's gonna be the same. So at this point, you know day. what I mean? He's just complaining about everything, yo. It's like it's like he's in a relationship with a girl and something really annoys him. So now he's letting his hands go and complaining about everything else. Mm-hmm. Like you ain't never told her all this stuff, but now y'all going through something. So now you want to let your hands go and it's like complain about every little thing. Like, <laughs> I don't like the way you keep going. Now her feet stink. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yo, 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 your feet ugly. Like, yeah, you've been with her for years. Now all of a sudden you just going in on her. Like yo, your feet. I don't like the way you chew gum. Like. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you make my bacon. Yeah, he don't cook my bacon hard enough. Like, you just go in on that. Like, that's that's what he's doing. Giving out cheddar. No, that's that's the job that they took away from him. That's why they. That's why he got Brody giving away too much cheddar. Now we going to get Carson Harris because of all the cheddar he wanted to 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 give out. So that's why he, you know, in the back office now getting treated like Howie Roseman got treated when uh, Chip Kelly came to town. He's going <laughs> right, to get so, coffee. Speaking of Philly, speaking of Joel Embiid, we you know we mentioned the tear that he's on, man. This dude is balling right now, 
and it's crazy, like, the difference a week makes because last week on the show I was talking about how I would see a lot of pundits talking and no one was saying his name as far as the MVP race was going on. Now, this week, you look at certain publications, now he's all of a sudden the MVP favorite. I mean, it doesn't hurt that, you know, during this week, between the times that we've talked about it, he had like a 50 and 12 piece, a 42 and 13 piece, um, you know, a 38 and, and something else. And over his last four games, he's averaging 42 and a half points, 12.8 rebounds, four and a half assists, 2.3 steals, shooting 57% from the field, and doing all of this in only 32 minutes per game. So, like, Jim, to you, is anybody in the association playing better ball than Joel Embiid right now? Not at all. Not at all. Like, it's not even close. Like, he's taking it to a whole other level. Um, and, it's, you know, it's funny because when I'm watching him play, I'm like, yo, this dude is amazing. But part of me gets sad. Because it's like, yo, this whole situation with Ben, it might put like a damper on his whole career. Supposed to be at another. When I think about the faults Ben and him, what they were supposed to be, yo, that's like a thirty for thirty in the making, yo. Um, and I mean, and the crazy know, part is, if Ben doesn't, you know, go out like Ben Simmons, like okay, you had a bad series, you wouldn't shoot. Use it as motivation. Come back stronger because the team. Like, those two, as much as they said these two dudes couldn't play together, were still one of the better duos in the league. Still won 50 games, like, three years straight. You know what I'm saying? They just had to get over a certain hump in the playoffs and just doing a little bit more. You know, everybody doing a little bit more, I think, eventually would have done that. But, you know, we live in this microwave society where everything has to be done right away as soon as you get good. You know, dude does what he does in the playoffs. He gets dragged all over the world and social media, and he's too soft to take it. And now we're in a situation like this where Maury knows. That's why he's on this, yo, if we trade him, we got to get something back. You know, he was originally like a top 25 player, this and that, because he knows. He knows. You get I think, I think, it's, I think, I think with all his limitations, it's, partly, it's still hard to get equal value. Yeah, I think it's partly that, but I think it's also partly that, it, like, Maury has a huge responsibility because in what I just said, yeah, it's like, yo, you Joe's have a responsibility in protecting this dude's career. Like, because that's – that the way he's playing, um, where he's, like, peaking and all, like, oh, this can't last for so long. Like, there's a window, and you're responsible right. for for making sure that this <clears> window isn't wasted isn't wasted where just like, you know, where he becomes someone who just puts up crazy numbers but no results from it. Um, so it's a huge responsibility on Morris. Like, it's a lot of pressure on him to figure something out. So I think that's also part of it. Like, I can't – it's value, but also like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, I got to make sure I do the right thing with all this. Yeah, yeah. So with the trade deadline coming up fast, and all of this Harden talk, because the Harden thing will only work in the offseason. Brooklyn is not going to trade Harden, even if they think he wants out. Brooklyn is not going to trade Harden in the middle of their, you know, proposed finals run. Um, they wouldn't have a choice come the offseason, you know, if he says, I want to be out. Like, they wouldn't have a choice but to do a sign-and-trade to the destination of his choice. If that's really Philly, you know, we won't know until – that time comes. So do you think Maury 
you know, like. Because I don't know, and you don't know. Like, we don't know the extent of that relationship, if it's really like people saying, but just with your best guess at the moment. Because they've gotten some pretty substantial offers lately, you know, Hawks offer, the, the Kings offer. Um, do you think before the trade deadline, Maury's just going to break down and take one of these, or you think he's going to just roll the dice and go all out? waiting to see if he can get his, his old buddy back. I mean, that's a hard decision, right? even if you love that dude like that and you think you got a shot. That's a hard decision. <laughs> because I've watched basketball my entire life, and I've never seen a superstar get traded for equal value. I just don't. You get back mm-hmm. Andrew Lang, Tim Perry, and Jeff Hornacek. That's what it looks <laughs> like. That's what happens. You don't, you don't At this point, it's like, as long as you get something better than that. I mean, John Collins is a pretty good player. Like, no, John Collins take that like, before is a walking poster. The, the Barkley trade. <laughs> yeah, he's a walking poster, yo. And yeah. so, so what I think about is you. I've never seen anyone get back equal value. But the thing about the NBA is, like, you just have to get back. You don't, And the thing is, you don't have to get back a superstar, but you have to get back pieces that work with what you have. That's why the John Collins trade is interesting because those pieces may fit, like, I mean, man, that's a tough decision, but I think that's also why he's not trying to rush to make a decision. To your point about the microwave society, I feel like that works at every level of life, from the players to the executives. They like they're just so quick to do something instead of like, you know, sometimes you gotta be patient. And I think that's what he's trying to do. But at the end of the day, it's a tough one because you don't want to be too patient. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, I something. don't envy his position. Nah, not at all. Not at all. Um, Skyview, he Skyview is you know he he he's out in in Vegas, but he has one hundred percent learned how to be a Philly fan. He in here telling him out, get rid of this dude, get him up out of here too. <laughs> like, yo, Philly will get you out of here and ask for your gig real quick. But he said, bring Jeremy Grant back too. He said Tobias is pedestrian. He can get up out of here too. Um, pedestrian. Might be a stretch, but we're all, but we're forever at this point going to judge Tobias by his his paycheck. So, in comparison to his paycheck, we're all going to think he's pedestrian. You know, he can, he can keep averaging his eighteen, nineteen, almost twenty a game, but when you look at his paycheck and you look at his level of doggedness, he's always going to get this criticism now. So he'll be the next to ask out. You know, he was a little upset with the fans a couple of weeks ago as well. Um, the whole Jeremy Grant thing, I I couldn't in my right mind do it. I can't bring back no process dudes while getting rid of one of the main pieces to the like. You have to get him a different way, and plus he's going to be making too much money, you know, by the time you do try to get him back. But that's it's like yeah, I know Jeremy Grant is balling. He's a whole different dude, but I just can't get one of these. Like Jeremy Grant was midway process type dude. I remember going to see him when they came here to play the Wizards. I mean, not going to see him, but he was one of the guys and all the Wizards fans clowning like, who are these dudes? I, I can't bring back in my I just, Jim, I don't know what it is. I'm being petty. I'm being shallow. But you see what I'm saying? Like, we got a max player that we're I know trying, what you're to, trying trade. to say, but I cannot but, trade but, but him I mean, for Jeremy Grant to come back. You got to I mean, find another way though, to get bro. Jeremy Grant back. Like, that, that Package Jeremy up Shake and, and, and a bunch of dudes for Jeremy Grant. But I'm not trading Ben Simmons yeah. for Jeremy Grant. Like, 
I mean, I understand what you're saying, but that Jeremy Grant that you saw is not the same Jeremy Grant that walks the dog. I know. I know. You got he definitely, you got it. definitely you know, different. I get it. But I get it, bro. <laughs> yo, right? it's that's like, like, you know, that's like saying, yo, bring Jeremy. Like, come on, we got let's trade into the Pacers for a package with T.J. McConnell. I know he's better than T.J. McConnell, but those are like prime, prime process dudes. I mean, that's almost like somewhere else and was able to shine. You went to elementary school with a chick and she was busted, but then she like came up. You know what I'm saying? Now she got now she got a bubble. She got some tatas and you know. Now I gotta give up something to get her when I could have had her for free back then. And now and now you're like, damn, but that but that's still her though. But but it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like she came up. She got the she got Lasix, dog. (laughs) Yo. Around your analogies, um, so yeah, but you know the whole Tobias thing, you know, blame that on Elton Brand. Everybody wants Tobias to get up out of here. Tell them to get Elton Brand off soda machine duty. <laughs> and, and I don't know, he need more punishment for strapping us like this. I think it was a stroke of brilliance for for uh, Maury to even be able to get out of the Al Horford deal. Because Elton Brand was just giving out stupid money to stupid players <laughs> that just didn't fit. But um, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see what dude has up his sleeve, either the trade deadline or in the off season. But the point that you made—that's the you know the main factor here. You cannot waste this dude's prime because he he has obviously entered it. So windows windows closing, <laughs> clocks ticking. All right, so um. Stephen A. Smith has been catching some heat this week, man. You know, yesterday was the two-year anniversary of the death of Kobe Bryant. So, you know, he had to if you if you turned on a TV at any time yesterday, you had to deal with that. Um, so I had heard about this. Stephen A. did a Kobe tribute on his show. I actually just watched it before the show because um, I, you know, I wanted to know what all the the hubbub was about. So he was doing – did you see it, Jim? Did you see the video? Yeah, I did. I did. Okay, yeah. So he, he he's doing a, a tribute, and at one point in his tribute, he started, you know, bigging up Kobe about what kind of competitor he was, but he started taking shots at people in the league. And even when he didn't say their names, the video had their their pictures come up, you know, while he was talking. So he was talking about how – Kobe would never cheat the game and not play for non-injury related reasons. And then a picture of Kyrie came up, a picture of uh, Kawhi Leonard came up. Um, Yo, he he was just going in for like a quick 30 seconds in the midst of his three-minute, two, three-minute tribute to Kobe. What did you think when you saw that? Because people were like really upset with you. I mean, I, I I didn't get upset as everybody else. I understand what he does. He's an entertainer. I mean, for me, it's like but, everything else with us. It was just funny to me. Yeah, but but my thing is like, yo, what did Kyrie do to him, cuz? Like, yeah, I that's think Kyrie, like, you know, but him and Kyrie, like, the, like, he'll find every every time he can, he'll diss Kyrie. Now, Kyrie does still fall into <laughs> what he was saying, but so do a lot of other players. But he made sure to have Kyrie's face show. Oh, like, yeah, Kyrie had to be the poster yeah, like, child. He was the first dude. Then a lot of people was angry that Kawhi was on there. It was a lot of people like, well, Kawhi has a torn ACL, but come on, guys. Like, don't, don't – let's not forget, Kawhi started 
all of this this, this yeah. gangster is. Great thing about great this thing is about the Kawhi is he'll probably never see that he'll probably never see that or care. Did you see that video <laughs> of Kawhi when um when him and uh him and Paul George were at the Rams game? Yeah, and everybody else was uh, like partying. They, they put the camera on him. They were like, yeah, right. it was like they, they no they. They put the camera on him and like you know they was cooling for the camera you know smiling and joking and all that and Kawhi looked at him like I ain't with like, them boys like yo he yo, right, he, right. he be in his own world yo he was like his he looked at them like they were like crazy as if they weren't at a game he looked like what are we doing this for like why are we cheering like <laughs> Kawhi, yeah, Kawhi yeah. is weird yo he's definitely weird yeah. but people. Who are you know just going at Stephen A. Smith like oh well, he has a, a, a torn ACL. Hey, come on, let's not forget Kawhi is the the, the godfather of um, rest days. What we call it? I forgot what it's called. Uh, I don't know. I call them uh, uh, what you call them? DNPs. Uh, but 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 uh, <laughs> non-needed DNP. I mean, there's a lot of things we call them, but. Hey. I mean, what, what was the term that got popular over the last couple of years? I'm just drawing a blank because I'm old and old. It's like common now, like the uh, low management, low management. Low he's management. The, low he's management. the godfather of low management. So people, because he has a torn ACL, people done forgot that quickly, like who started all this. Um, so, you know, the, the shot, if you're taking shots at, at that crew, it's understandable to me why Kawhi was in it. Me, I, I thought it was unnecessary. I definitely thought it was unnecessary, but at the same time, I really saw no lies detected. But like you said, Stephen A always has an ax to grind, so he's going to find a way to take a shot at certain people when the shot is not even warranted in what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> that's the, I think that's the, the, the craziness about the whole thing. Um, oh, oh, and Skyview was, he said, uh, and I was about to bring this up too. There's a new statue of Kobe and Gianna at the crash site. What do you think about that? Scott, you said he thinks it's a little disrespectful. <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, I think the statue is amazing. The statue itself is yeah. powerful, but it being at the crash site, I don't like that, yo. You think it's a little eerie? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, I oh, kind of yeah. see, and then I. No. I mean, because at any other site, you know, that where somebody died, you know, people are going to make their own little monuments, you know, photos, candles, jerseys, all that kind of stuff. And eventually they move that stuff out of the way. I mean, we even see it now, like just an average Joe Blow gets killed in a car accident somewhere. You ride past a certain area and it's teddy bears and all kinds of stuff all over by the area where it happened. So this just seems like it's a thing that humans do. Since, you know, since, since it's somebody like Kobe, they took it a step farther. Instead of putting teddy bears and all that kind of stuff at the crash site, they went and made a damn statue of him and his daughter. So I, I'm on the fence. I understand why you guys are saying, ah, that might not be the right thing to do. But then on the other side, like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm wrestling with it. I'll get back. <laughs> I, I just don't like it, man. Like, you know, it's almost like, you know, um, and I ain't trying to get into a, a religious debate, but when people walk around with a cross on, it's like, I understand that's your God, but, yo, the cross to me signifies something else. Like, no, nah, I mean, just put it somewhere else, man. I don't I don't like that. I ain't even going to lie. Like, not at the crash site, B. Because the thing about it is now, what, I mean, does it stay there permanently? 
don't know. What you think? Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm 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 torn. I'm torn. Um, I can definitely see why you know people wouldn't like it. Um, so I, I don't know, man. Like I said, I'll get back to y'all about it. <laughs> I'm a, um, I'm I'm just not sure about it, but I don't know, man. It's, it's difficult, but we're gonna move on because y'all don't want to hear me thinking the whole time. <laughs> um, can you hear me, Jim? Because I have some technical difficulties here. Now I can for okay. a second. Yeah. Now I can. Now I probably went out for a minute. All right, so our uh, our quote of the week, man. Um, it's Kobe related, but it's not about Kobe. Um, Kobe strives so hard to be Michael Jordan. When I go back and look at his videos, I say to myself, "Damn, he was better than Michael Jordan." Brilliant. And that can come from no other than none other than. Jordan's best friend, Scottie Pippen. <laughs> so Scottie Pippen's still on his little his little uh, F. Jordan quest. Like, what's up with Scottie, man? First, to me, this was funny. Now it's getting a little sad because yeah. I got another quote for you, you know, after you give me your uh, opinion on that. But it's getting a little sad with Scottie, man. Yeah, Scottie um... – Scotty be walling, y'all. Like he he he's coming off like a, a abused woman, y'all. I saw this, I died laughing. I'm like, yo, like it's like any shot he. It feels like for years he was scared to speak his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he said something, and now it's like, and now it's like, yo, now I'm letting my hands go. It's like he was right. afraid to fight this bully, and he finally got into the fight with the bully and realized, like, yo, this bully ain't even hitting me back, like. Like, I've been worried right. this whole time about this. Uh, you know what? Now I'm letting my hands go. But you know, plus, he got, some, going plus he got a lot of backup for, 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 for this type, type of stuff. He got the whole, you know, he got the whole LeBron James fan base. He can say anything he want, and they're going to be like, see, I told you. And they're going to, you know, they're going to act like everything Scotty says is gospel. Um, Scotty, he's wilding, man. And, and I can understand maybe there's there's some stuff that you wanted to get off your chest, but some of this stuff, it seems like it's just so sensational. Like I'm like, does Scotty even believe what he's saying, or is it now I'm just gonna tear this dude down at all costs? Listen to the next, <laughs> listen to the next quote. <laughs> he said, Mike didn't want to pass, Mike didn't want to rebound or defend the best player. He wanted everything done for him. <laughs> That's another Scotty Pippen quote. I, I'm like, come on, Scotty Pippen. Like you can like Scotty has let us build him up so much at this point with the Scotty was gonna take the best player and Scotty did all the other stuff while Mike scored. Now he's gonna go out there and talk like Mike didn't do anything else. Like Mike like his stat lines don't come up in every record that gets broken or approached in today's NBA, like Come on, Scotty. Like he acting yeah, like Mike no, was out no, there no, averaging forty two and two. <laughs> like he's he going too not, far at this point. Yo, Casey Max in the group chat talking about uh Scotty is attacking Mike, um, because he can't find that same energy for Larson. So yeah, he's going like he's going on on Mike. <laughs> yeah, man. So you know, well he can't he can't in today's society find that same energy for her. But yo. But, yo, dude is a, a career, Michael Jordan I'm talking about, 
6.2 rebounds, 5.3 assists. Like, that's great for somebody who averaged 30-plus points for their career. Like, that's not normal. <laughs> My man found a way to give Kobe a tribute and slander Mike. Everything's about slander and Mike, yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy. It's it's, it's insane, yo. Scotty, yo, Scotty, leave the digits alone, baby. Yeah, it's definitely definitely digits related. You can hear me now, right? Yeah, you good now? Okay, all right, good in the hood. All right, so yeah, that's that's Scotty Pippen, man, acting a little bit bitter. Um, we love the entertainment, so if this is what you're gonna do, Scotty, keep it coming. But it's time, I think, for him to be a little more clever with it, because right now he he just saying stuff now. <laughs> like, you I mean, I ain't gonna lie to the Kobe one was funny because I was like, hold up, he did, he said what? I mean, because you know he done already said Brian was better than him. You know, he's yeah, been on yeah. record so many times saying otherwise. Scotty at this point is like, I don't care what I said before. I said what I said. Yo, <laughs> Scotty said the reason that Mike even made a documentary is because so many people were saying that Brian has surpassed him, so Mike wanted to get some more attention back on himself. <laughs> Scotty drawn. All right, man. So last week, last weekend's uh, NFL divisional round playoffs was nothing short of fireworks in all four games. And there's a lot of NFL fans out here saying that this was the best divisional round, the best playoff weekend, and, you know, maybe one or two of the games, maybe the best football games that they've ever seen in their lives. I know we were watching a lot of them, and we were, you know, with the chat group and all that kind of stuff. How do you feel about that? You agree? Um, I can't really jump with the hyperbole right now. Now they were amazing, and I think the one of the reasons they were amazing is because we're being honest. The week, the games the week before were all ass cheeks. Right. So, so your expectations coming are so into low. the week, we yeah we came <laughs> off ass cheeks and we like what the hell is about to happen? And it was some amazing games. Like you know, anytime, uh, man, definitely was. Amazing games. So I, like there was there was, was no way there was no way the Rams should have had to depend on a last-minute Stafford drive to get them in field goal range after the lead they had. There was no way. But we all know, you know, Tom Brady has made that deal with the devil where I just think I, I just think Tom Brady is the luckiest athlete that I've ever seen in my life. And he almost pulled off another one. Um, <laughs> almost pulled off another one. Uh, and then, of course, the game – I mean, I'm, I'm just for time's sake, I'm skipping the two that happened on Saturday, which were two great games as well. Um, lower scoring than the, the latter two. But the game of the week weekend, of course, was the uh, Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Because that was another situation where the Chiefs somehow, some way, got out of dire straits um, when <laughs> when uh, Allen hooked up with Davis and left the Chiefs with 13 seconds to, to to get down the field and get something done, and in 13 seconds they went and did it. And there's uh, a report going out that Andy Reid said to to the to, to his young quarterback Kermit D. Frog, aka Pat Mahomes. When there was 13 seconds left, he said, hey, when the situation is grim, go out there and be the grim reaper and go get it. Now, I don't know if, 
if if Pat Mahomes was lying or if Andy was lying or whoever reported this was lying, but if Andy did indeed say that, that's one of the hardest quotes I've ever heard in a situation like this because he damn sure went out yeah, that, there with yeah, 13 seconds left, ran myself. two plays, and became the Grim Reaper on their ass. <laughs> unless he was mic'd up, that's all cat. I don't believe it. <laughs> all cat. <laughs> there ain't no video. It didn't happen. Man, come on, man. Yeah, that's all cap. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 all cap. That's hard. That's all cap though. <laughs> no way, no way that happened. Right. No way that happened. But I will say and, this though, man. And when have you um, known Andy Reid to even be that, you know, upbeat and and confident in a situation like that? He done blown exactly. him so many times. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's that's all cap. That's all cap. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all cap. All right. So, uh, before you know, we're just gonna give our picks real quick on the championship games. Um, and shout out to to all the teams, man, from the divisional round. Like, like Jimmy said, I don't know if I can just get down with the hyperbole because, uh, frankly this will go in the pile with any other great game or great set of games that I've ever seen in three years. I'm not even going to remember that it happened until I'm reminded about it. So when the question is asked, is it the greatest, you know, bunch of football that you've ever seen? I'm like, I don't know, because I can say yes right now and be a prisoner at the moment. And then somebody will call me and, and remind me of the last time I said that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. So it'll probably be the same situation. Yeah. I can say that I've now. So many Three years from now, we'll see something else, so and I'll forget about games, this. Yo. Yeah, I mean, I've seen so many point. great games. Like, I seen the drive. I saw the Bills and Giants in a bowl. That was a great right. game. People forget because Norwood sold his life. Um, <laughs> but that game right. was fire, though. Like it was so. It was, so I've seen so many. But I will say this, right? So my one thought about that Chiefs game, bro. Four Patrick games Mahomes, decided yo. the way they were. I guess, I guess, I, I, like you said, you could think of games. I don't know if I could think of a set of a, a certain round yeah, of we, games. We, we uh, so right now, set. I'll just give it to them. I'm not going to do no research on the contrary. Yeah, they can have, so they can have a set. Yes. They can have a set. Yeah, I ain't they can have research. a set. But, <laughs> you know, they can have a set. But what I will say is this, man. Um, the one thing I just want to put on the record, man, yo, Patrick Mahomes is amazing, yo. He's reached a level in football that, I would say even sports, right? There's certain people in sports, right, where when I'm watching them play, I never feel like they're going to lose. It doesn't even matter what the score is. They're not mm-hmm. going to lose. There's only, a, there's only a handful of people that have ever reached that level for me, right? All right, here's how I can explain it, right? So as much as I love the Lakers, love Kobe and Shaq, they never reached that level for me. Like, I felt like every game they were in, they could either win or lose. Like, they never reached that dominant level where, like, Mike reached that level for me. When I watched, like, Jordan play, yeah. Like, trash, I talk about the ball. Mike had that level where, like, yo, it didn't matter what the score was. I never you felt like they were he was going to lose. Right. <clears throat> Joe Montana was that. I was telling you the other day, like, Joe Montana is probably still to me the greatest quote because, like, yo, when I watched him play, I never felt like he was going to lose. He lost plenty of games, but I just never felt like he – yo, Patrick Mahomes has reached that level, bro. Like, it was something about, like, yo, 13 seconds and dude, like, gotta be, how how's that even happen? Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? But I never felt like, like watching that game. The way that they scored before that, before Josh Allen and them had to come down and do some heroics to to get back into the game, like it was back and forth, like a heavyweight fight, like a like a Frazier Ali fight, where you just nobody's dodging anymore. You just punching each other in the face with all you got, 
and all you got left. And the crazy, like your man giving out peace signs while defenders are still in front of him in with front angle. of him. Like, like, what's wrong with Tariq, man? Yo, Why is he that fast? Yo, yo, the thing is, though, right? And I think that part of it was how they went out last year. Like, it felt like the Bucks figured him out. The Bucks was beating his ass up, and he didn't look his normal self. And then during the course of the season, watching him play every week, because I watched him play every week fantasy reasons, um, it seemed like he was going through the motions. Like, of course, he had put up his numbers, did his thing, but he never, like, really felt like he was that dominant force again. So part of me felt like maybe he fell off a little bit. Maybe the Bucks like, exposed him. And then I watched him play Sunday, and I was like, yo, I would bore an apology, yo. Dude is amazing, yo. He's <laughs> just the best for quarterback using the word league, exposed. Like, just for thinking about the word exposed. <laughs> Yo, I do, just for thinking that he possibly was. I owe the ball an apology. Like, it, it, even on the first drive, because the Bills came out mad aggressive, did what they were supposed to. On that first drive, it's like his will. Like, some, at some points in those games, it's like he just went to a different level than even his teammates. Like, he would not let them move. That first drive, my dude ran like 50 yards. <laughs> Amazing, bro. Amazing. And yeah, I hate saying he, this, he but, you know, because, you know, it's, that's by God. But dude is amazing, yo. And truth be told, Andy Andy pretty much gave Bo a new nickname. But at the same time, in the society we live in, they're gonna be they're gonna be afraid to use it, you know, because yeah. it's not correct, not politically correct. Because um, shoot, only people that call Kevin Durant the Slim Reaper are pretty much fans. I think they refuse to actually yeah. say it in in real NBA circles and stuff like that. Like that's corny. Yeah. No, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes ain't nothing but the Reaper. All right, so because of that, because of all that stuff that happened, we are going to get a rematch of another, you know, great game from the regular season when the Bengals and the Chiefs hooked up and the Bengals uh, beat the Chiefs. And my young boy, Jamar Chase, won me a fantasy championship with like 62 points. Um, That is, I believe that's the first game of – uh, Sunday. So who you got? Uh, Bengals going to see the Chiefs. Weather won't be a problem for either team. They're both used to playing in that kind of weather. So we can scrap that at the moment. No no advantages there. But who you got? Yo, I ain't picking against Boy, yo. <laughs> Kermit D. I'm just not picking against Boy. Kermit D. Yeah, nah. Kermit same, D. Thing, same, same thing for me. Like, I've picked them all the way up to this point. In the playoffs, I mean, I was calming people down like week four when people were talking about how, you know, the Raiders were leading the division and the Chiefs falling off and they got figured out and they might be fighting to make the playoffs. I'm like, I was on my Aaron Rodgers, man, R-E-L-A-X. Like, calm down. Now look at them. They what? Second seed. Um, I knew the first seed was going to choke. I told you all that last week. I can't see Tennessee you know, being this far in the game. Um, but I'm with you. I, I can't I can't go against them. Um, if I had a favorite young team to watch right now, it would be the Bengals. But I think this is pretty Over much going to be the last time we watch them. I, I, I still look at the Bengals as being younger. So I didn't even put the Bills in that category, but the Bills are pretty young too. I, I want to say the Bills will be back. We said that last year, and they were back, but – it's going to be a situation at some point we're going, you know, at some point we're going to keep saying the Bills will be back and we're going to take it for granted of how good they are right now. So they need to get something done while this window is still open. But um, I don't know. 
I, I, I think, I don't know, both of them are exciting, though. I don't know, man. Toss-up. I like seeing them both play. But I think this is the last week that we're going to get to see the Bengals play in this particular NFL season. I think they might, they might get smoked. <laughs> you, think it, you think Cinderella, you know, you think it's about to hit midnight on that ass? Man, listen, man. <laughs> we might be on a pack. We on a, we on a pack watch right now. They might be on a pack. <laughs> Yo, the, the Bengals bust by to turn back into a pumpkin. I, I, I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a possibility, man. It's a possibility. The Chiefs have everything that they need to make the Bengals look like the Bungles. So we'll see how that goes. We both got the Chiefs. Um, 49ers going to see the Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams have a chance to host, you know, two more games this season as the Super Bowl is in their home stadium. So if they get it done here, you know, they're going to be second team, actually back-to-back seasons. As many years as we've always thought that the Super Bowl host team was good the year that they had it and had a chance to host it, it took so many years for it to finally happen. Now we have an opportunity for it to happen two years in a row. Um, Now, I've been picking, on the other hand, I've been picking against the 49ers ever since the players, the playoffs started. No, no. You know, no shade, nothing personal. Phil Maddock, don't be mad at me. As a matter of fact, Phil Maddock probably want me to pick the Rams at this at this point because <laughs> we got something going here with the Niners overcoming these odds. Um, but the Rams, man, it, it was one of those teams between them and the Packers that, that I was looking at from jump from day one of this season. Um, I don't know if other people would think this, Jim, because – Fans always go to the extreme, like with the whole Matt Stafford thing. It was kind of like Super Bowl or bust. But I think Matt Stafford has kind of already showed you, you know, his value in this situation. People say, oh, he choked all the time with the Lions. I never really agree with that narrative. He was playing for the Lions, like probably the worst franchise in NFL history. Like they choke as a team. I really never saw Matt Stafford Mm -hmm. be the reason that the Lions didn't get something done. So I really thought that narrative was just, you know, it was lazy in my opinion. Um, But look, first year he goes to a good team. He's already in the NFC championship game. For me, I don't think he has to win this game or has to win the Super Bowl to to show that everything he did statistical, you know, stat-wise in Detroit was some big smoke and mirrors, some big bust. I think it's, I think it's already mm-hmm. pr- pretty much improving. One year, you're already in the, the conference championships. But with all that being said, I know I got the Yemenis. I got the Rams. I got the Rams making that Super Bowl trip anyway. Um, the 49ers are going to do what they do. They're going to try to keep the ball out of Stafford's hand by mashing on the ground, which works. You know, keeps the games low scoring. But um, they just beat the Rams a few weeks ago. So to get into the playoffs – First of all, so I think the Rams yeah. might want to see them about something this week. All right, I keep it very brief. Yo, I like the Rams, y'all. They going I mean, <laughs> they 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 spent the money. They spent the money. They right where they want to be. Um, Dream team. And they got talent. They got talent at every level. They like they got talent everywhere. Um, and I also think that the league and 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 the marketers would love to see a Rams Chiefs bowl. You got you know Mr. State Farm. You know, with that talent and speed versus every superstar known to man on the Rams, like 
I will say this, though. The Niners had a great season, and I love the way they play football. And they're, they're like a tough team, bro. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be a tough out for anybody because they're so physical. You know, they're, how you that? You're just as physical on offense as you is on defense. Like, what is that? Like, like I always say, they still, yeah. they still trot out a, a fullback time and time, and, you know, yeah, every once man. in a while. So they, the way they play he football, the way they play football, the way yeah. they play football, um, they're a very tough team. Um, it, but, you know, I, I think it's over with. Like, the Rams spent the money. I just want to know how the Niners mm-hmm. got Earl Campbell at wide receiver, though. <laughs> yeah, now you got Earl Campbell playing playing wide receiver. Wrong with him. Yeah, I mean, um, crazy, crazy, bro. Scott, you said conspiracy theory. The Rams have been ordained. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I think the Rams went out and did what they had to do. I mean, it's what they spent the us grade, fans though. say we don't like in sports. Oh, they're trying to buy a chip. But at the same time, if they do get there or if they do win it, it's easy to see why. They went out and spent the money. They went out there and bought that joint. So you know, I don't. I don't think it's any kind of conspiracy. I just think pockets are deep. <laughs> out there playing in like a ten billion dollar stadium. I mean, they in L.A. Huge market. They got to do what they got to do. All right. So those are our picks, man. Um, want to give a shout out to uh, a couple of teams. Uh, seem like they're trying to add a little bit of color to the league. Um, the Chicago Bears. Have has hired a, a black GM, um, so shout out to them for their hiring of Ryan Poles, who immediately went, you know, turned around and hired a white coach. Um, he, ain't, he ain't pulling up his brothers, but, <laughs> but shout out to the Bears for the hire. Um, the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm glad they did because remember Jim, we were we were talking about it in the chat. Minnesota, every time they interviewed like a person of color, quote unquote or even a woman for any of their positions, they made sure they blasted that out there for social media. So after about the third or fourth one, I'm like, all right, at this point, if they don't hire somebody black, then this has become a show. You know what I'm saying? This is going to be worse than the fact that they <laughs> satisfied their executive Rooney rules by by interviewing all these people. So shout out to them for their hiring of uh, – Quasi Adolfo Mensa, they went all the way in <laughs> with theirs. You can't get no blacker than that um, as their new GM. Uh, his first thing that he has to do is to hire a head coach as his first major task, and they haven't done that yet. So we'll see um, what the Vikings' new GM is going to end up doing. Um, and last, certainly not least, on the coaching front, there was talk this week that the Jags were finalizing a deal to hire Brian Leftwich, Byron, Byron Leftwich, offensive coordinator of the defending champs, or were defending champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I've heard that uh, Vic Fangio, the coach that just got fired from the Broncos, um, they were lining him up for an interview this week. So after all of the talk of a deal being close to being final, they're still doing, they're still taking interviews. So I don't know where that stands at, at the particular moment. Um, it's kind of ironic, though, after they lose that game, now all of a sudden, you know, these reports of a deal being finalized is no longer there. That's something else that came up in the chat. Remember we were saying um, 
Facts. Who says somebody said like, man, Byron Leftwich mess around and lose his his shot after this game, and I was pretty <laughs> much of the mindset like, well, I don't think he would lose it for this one loss. Like, if he don't get a job, it's because he wasn't gonna get a job in the first place, and we know why he's had a hard time getting a job. But yep. this would be ironic. Reports did say, unless somebody put that out there to make it seem that way, which we know, you know, people massage the the headlines these days. So somebody could have easily been on that wavelength and like, all right, well, mm-hmm. he lost his game, so we got an opportunity here. You know, we could just say that he was a front runner, they lost, and now we're thinking about it. I don't know. But do you think uh, Leftwich is going to end up with a job in the offseason? Oh, Can he be denied at this I, I, point? Somebody got to I mean, fight. Yeah, he can be. Um, he's, he's a black, black coach. Like, it's hard for me to <laughs> black, give – you know I mean, like, yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, just simple, it's, it's just really that simple. Like, I thought that the enemy left with – like, these guys would have gotten an opportunity, even whether they, whether they did well or they didn't do well. I was thought they would have been gotten an opportunity. But so until it happens, man, yeah, he definitely can get passed up on again. And it, and it's weird too, Jim, the way this is going down with the whole Fangio news because you would think it would be the other way around. Maybe Vic Fangio was close to getting a job, and then Leftwich, who was still in the playoffs, his team lost, and now you you know he's available for some interviews, and you want to see what's what. But Vic Fangio has been out there since the last day of the season, so it's kind of like if you were about to finalize something with Leftwich, who was still in the playoffs, you know, took a time during his his week in between games to come do an interview. Like, why all of a sudden a coach who's been sitting there already? You know, I can see if you're taking somebody from one of the teams that lost this week and you're giving them an interview because they suddenly became open. But I don't get the whole Vic Fangio um, finalization of Leftwich and his deal. So we'll see what that's about. Um, shout out to Byron Leftwich. Uh, hopefully he gets it. And, you know, shout out to Fred Purdue, thinking that black coaches got, like, an option when you're offered a job. If he offered a job, he damn sure going to take it because we don't just – we don't have the luxury of picking and choosing our NFL jobs. So FOH with that. Um <laughs> Our stat of the week, man, before we move on and take a, a call or two. This is wild. David Ortiz, his career on base percentage is 3.80. Barry Bonds' career on base percentage is 3.84. Excuse me. It's not 3.84. It would be 3.84 if you turned all 762 of his home runs into outs. How bananas is that stat? <laughs> How bananas is that? Yo, that is Wilt like. That is one of the craziest they, stats I think I've ever heard. He would still have a higher OBP than Big Poppy. All 762 of his home runs were outs. Come on, man. That, bro. <laughs> so, that so for everybody be, listening, that, that might be the wildest for everybody the wildest listening, the significance of this stat that we just brought up is because yet again Barry Bonds and just for 
to say his name, Roger Clemens as well, but Barry Bonds, again, did not get um, inducted into the, he didn't get voted into the Hall of Fame. As a matter of fact, only one person got inducted into the Major League Base, into the Baseball Hall of Fame this week, and that was David Ortiz, Big Poppy, why he's, you know, a part of the equation on this statistic. Now, up, he's the only we one know what, he's the only one that got in, and we know, Yo, I didn't you know, realize he was the only one. Right, lone, lone inductee. Now, we know every every year when this happens to Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, everybody's going to say the same thing, like, okay, they're two of the tops, if not the best of all time, greatest of all time at their position. Barry Bonds might be the greatest of all time, bar none. Don't, you know, position doesn't even matter. He might be the greatest of all time. Um, and we know why he's not getting into the Hall of Fame. Well, at least we know why they try to say he's not getting into the Hall of Fame. But the reason why that argument comes up this year and a lot of people who's tired of hearing it is not upset is because, remember, Barry Bonds got all the accusations. It was pretty much kind of obvious. He's kind of like the OJ of baseball steroids. Like, okay, he wasn't found guilty, but (laughs) look at his head, look at his hat size, all of that kind of stuff. But Big Poppy actually tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs in 2003. So the question here is, okay, if you're not letting Bonds and Clemens into the hall because they're quote-unquote cheaters, then how is the lone person who got the 75-plus percent votes that he needed to get in this year, how is that somebody else who actually got popped during the whole steroid era? Like, how does that happen? And that's why we come up with statistics like this. Like, okay, you think Bonds did this. You know Big Poppy did this. Bonds' statistics dwarf Big Poppy. Big Poppy just got into the Hall of Fame. Bonds is not getting into the Hall of Fame again. So we know it's more than just the accusations. We know at this point sports writers who vote for all of these Hall of Fames take stuff seriously. I mean, not seriously, take stuff personally. And Barry Bonds has always been an asshole to the media so even if at a time they're starting to be a little more lenient and letting some of these guys in with accusations and positive tests still no bonds still no clemens because they weren't the nice guys you remember big poppy jim he was always loved always beloved by fans yo big poppy when he got in the trouble in the dominican where he was wilding out there you know um he got in a fight with the gangster and got like, you know, hit up in the club. Real trouble. Smashing boy wife. Yeah, Real like, trouble. yo, they still was like, that's Big Poppy, though. Like, listen, right. man. It's always listen, like man, that, I though. It's y'all. the same thing with, like, T.O. when they were making him wait. T.O. really, like, as much of a a-hole people think T.O. is, he never got in trouble off the field. Some of these guys y'all listen, let man. in the hall embarrass their teams, embarrass their family, embarrass the league. But because, listen, because T.O. Bro, probably I, I, cursed I, I, you I out. I tell y'all on this show <laughs> – Tell y'all on the show all the time, man. Well, my grandma told me, man, you treat people nice, man. That's the greatest investment you can make because it pays dividends. Like, yo, just be a nice Shout person to, to Poppy. people. Shout out to Jalen Hurts. You ain't even got to be that, yo, you ain't even got to be that good. Like, not, not, not disrespecting Poppy saying he wasn't good, but I'm just saying, like, we, we start comparing him to Bonds. Like, it's it's like two, like, they're not even on the same planet, bro. Oh, like, this is actually written about in Sports the Book, by the way, because the Bonds and Clemens thing has been going on so long that, 
it's a whole chapter on sports the book about it because it's ridiculous. Like these two guys, forget forget anything else. They probably were the best at what they did for a long period of time. Bonds was so good. Like let's just take Clemens out of it. Like you just said, Bonds has like four Hall of Fame careers. Like he's probably the best baseball player to ever live. And for him, and it, and I, so now you're getting to the point with the writers where you're starting to be comical. So now I feel like they're going to troll and keep doing it, like to make it even more of a thing. Like, like Bonds, like, I don't even know how long or if you can just do this infinitely in baseball, because I know in, in certain sports there's a certain amount of years. If you don't get in by then, you're just not getting in. Um, so I don't know what that is in baseball, if it is something. But I'm thinking at this point for Bonds and Clemens or, and even Pete Rose to get in, there's going to have to be a whole shift. in Like the dudes that are in sports media who were – who are still around and still voting, who were there to see them play, like those dudes are going to have to die <laughs> or retire. I'm a little extreme with it. They're going to have to retire before, you know, because I think the, the generation afterwards is going to be on some, yo, I don't care. I'm looking at this dude's numbers, and baseball is a numbers game. These dudes are getting in the Hall of Fame. For, for I don't know, because it might be a baseball mandate that he can't get in. I think they might have laid that law down. But it's not a mandate with Bonds and Clemens. It's just the sports writers. You know what I'm saying? So I think you're going to have to have the next generation of sports writers come along and have the majority of the votes for those dudes to finally get in. Because the old stogies who are all about, you know, the tradition of baseball and all that kind of stuff, as long as they're still voting, (laughs) it's a wrap for these dudes. I don't know how long that is. Um, yeah, man. But it ain't and, happening and right now. One of, like, one of them senior jumps where it's like, yeah. you know, you're 78 years old. They're going to do it um, posthumously. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And that's going to be a shame. But at this point, you're probably going to have to because Bonds and Clemens probably on their T.O. joint now. Like, if they did get in, they probably wouldn't go to the ceremony. <laughs> They'd probably be like mm-hmm. F.O.H. at this point. All right, but, yeah, that that's – that's what's still happening year after year um, with this whole Baseball Hall of Fame thing. All right, so before we talk about what happened while he was on the ground, we're going to take one call. We got the homie Tobias uh, waiting on the line, calling from Arizona. What up, Tobias? Roll damn tight. Roll damn tight. Hey, we got three of the top ten transfers out there. Nick Saban warned y'all that the transfer portal – is it's going to help the rich get richer? Because who in the hell is going to leave Florida to go to Purdue or, or, or Oregon State? We already know these things. But, but anyway, remember on with that, that Alabama. On with that NIL is hitting for. That don't mean nothing. Alabama provides a great education opportunity to help young males become great <laughs> members of society. Uh, <laughs> All about education. <laughs> Hey, I sound like a black person uh, advertising for Trump. But anyway, uh, <laughs> y'all are black people with Trump. It, hey, it's, it's like they had a hand in their back like a puppet. But uh, <laughs> what's that thing we were talking about? You sound like the 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 manaverse. What's it called? Oh, the black manaverse. You mean the guys that the guys yeah, that the you mean the guys yeah. that get turned down by hookers? Women. Yeah, the guys <laughs> yeah, that get turned down by hookers, even though they got the money. Yeah, right. and then blame the whole. Like, Whole, yo, yeah. getting turned down by a hooker when you got the money got to be the craziest thing ever. Yo, how bad are you? you <laughs> and then blame all black women for that. 
<laughs> Eugene yeah, Robinson ain't get turned down. <laughs> Neither did Warren Sapp. <laughs> hey, Warren Sapp didn't yeah. get turned down, and he was he was he was a uh, ass batman. Yeah, what's hey, up? what's up, you got, you got a fucking, you, know, you know we about hey, to go, man, right. the second hour, so what's up? Yeah, gosh, man. Uh, Stephen A. was couple things here. Stephen A. was hey, talking about couple. us. Me and Jimmy hey. let Kobe down. Hey, I'm oh, sorry. It's today's <laughs> NBA. All I got to say is that we need more Charles Oakley's and Anthony Mason's for guys like Grayson Allen. This, this is where the league is soft. He's being dirty as hell, hurting players, and everybody is looking at him. Someone need to lay his no, ass no, out. No, 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 no. Tobias ain't even cared until one of the Bulls got hurt. Until the Bulls got hurt. Oh, right. I, oh, <laughs> right. I hated him in college. It was entertainment. Was but, not nah, yeah, he he has – I was watching, you know, because of that, I got, you know, into a YouTube rabbit hole. He's and I dirty. found, like, college. a dirty video of him from college. That sounds nasty. Pause that. Um, a video of him playing dirty in college. The video was at least seven, eight minutes long. I'm like, hey, you've hey. done that much? Like, hey, before happened. you even got to the league? And he's done some stuff in the league, too. Hey, so, I know it's that. Judge, he better be glad Judge Cheney wasn't going to say he was sitting that goon after him. <laughs> that's but, the, uh, see, but that's the point, though. I you front, just though. said that. You were like, today's NBA. If this was a different time, we would have already had vigilante justice on board. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, so, but I ain't gonna front. He one of them dudes you want your team to do that trash because that's like, yo, I think at this point watching him, he can't even control himself. I don't think he means to do half the stuff no more. That's just how he grew up playing ball. Second nature from this. There's proof yeah. of that. If you look at that video that I saw, there was one thing where he stuck his leg out, and it was too late because the ball hit it. But he really tried to like, like, oh my god, what am I doing? It's second nature to him. He's just a dirty dude by nature. But nah, he's different though. There's some dudes that I would want on my team. I wouldn't want ball on my team. I, I would, you know, yeah. stuff he'd be doing. I'd probably punch him in the face myself. Yeah, uh, like, because he probably do it in practice too. <laughs> yeah, and y'all know, cause we, you know how I get on this lazy hot take media, right? And uh, I love picking on about being lazy. Sean Payton retiring because he's 58 years old. He's been in the same spot for 16 years. Parcells quit a couple of times. Uh, you know, Bel- Belichick quit on the Jets after a day. Uh, Bill Cowher quit when he had a young Ben Roethlisberger. Ching is hard, man. It's very taxing. And, uh, you don't see your family. Yeah. You live in your office. Yeah. But yeah, I don't Deion, understand Deion, that. Deion. And them college coaches come up yeah. and don't understand that's what you're supposed to do, and that's why they fizzle out. Yeah, Shout but Deion, yo, did you see the thing with Dion? Dion cooked them. Dion said most of these coaches are full of ish. He's like, yo, they, put, they spend all this time at the facility. He said, because he said, he said, listen, he's coached in college. He was like, I've been in the pros for, like, you know, his whole life. He's he just like, trying to get away from their family. <laughs> yeah, he said most of these dudes don't like their family. He said, if you go to the, the, the facility, they don't be doing nothing. They're sitting there watching, like, Stanford and something. He was like, they don't be doing nothing. <laughs> He was like, so that's why he said that's why he's like, so some of his coaching staff now be trying to like pull that whole thing. He's like, yo, go home. He has a rule, like, yo, you gotta go home by five. We we don't doing that. He said because it's all BS, and then it's glorified. So now people feel like they have to do it because they're not doing it. He was like, but they don't be doing nothing. Yeah. No, I mean somebody out there was doing it for real back in the day, and like you said, things get construed, and you think that's what you're supposed to do, and then you realize, oh, I can just sit here you know, get all the freebies that come with being at my office and not have to go home to these kids <laughs> and the wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do that. 
Yeah, so I'm sure yeah, somebody uh, was, was was burned in the midnight oil before you know when that became but, a but thing. But that, that, now that you don't even have a, 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 an excuse, still, though, Jim. The technology age. What no, no, I think in your office all night for. You can watch. I think Tobias. I really believe like it doesn't negate your point though. Because I still think it's a difficult thing because basically you you are managing you're managing a million dollar enterprise because as a coach mm-hmm. you're not really you you have to pretty much run everything like you the, and like you I got mean, like eighty people under you when you count the coaches yeah like as it's, well it's as a, that, that's why when you see when they retire they be like you know going through the management series because that's exactly what they're doing they're managing people. Yeah, and one thing also, the hot take media, cause, well, he didn't have Drew Brees on like, did y'all watch Drew Brees last year? He was like the super <laughs> saiyan on Dragon Ball Z. His hair turned black because he had no more energy. He want to look like <laughs> Big Ben this year. Like, do they even watch the games? Oh, my bad, they don't. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm not saying no. It's like, There's no yeah, names. Yeah, uh, so that's why I was like, the man just had a long career, and he just said he needed a break. And, How about to say, he didn't retire. He, yeah. he actually said, I don't, you know, want to use that word, but I won't be coaching in 2022. He's just trying to get out of New he Orleans. He's coaching the Cowboys. Yeah, he's going to sit somewhere, and then he's going to get the job that he wants, pretty much. And, and they talk about, oh, Dak. He just turned Dak and just say, folks, I said it once, I said it again. Dak Prescott is Kirk Cousins with better PR. They just like that. No. The coaches don't like Kirk Cousins. Um, I don't think – yo, you say that, right? Kirk Cousins ain't Kirk bad, though. That bad. Yeah, right, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, I don't think Kirk Cousins is bad. I ain't saying Kirk's bad. I think, I think if you put the right people around Kirk Cousins in a great defense, you can win a championship with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and, and you know, that's my next point. Because we be having these hot take shows on my job and stuff. You like that? You like that? Oh, that was against my bucks. Screw <laughs> Levy Smith. <laughs> I want his black ass fire year one. But anyway, uh, how you down 56 natural, natural TV to the Falcons so I give him more time. But, uh, but, uh, you know, my next point, I, cause we had these hot take shows on at work. They like, well, this weekend show, John Payton left because you don't have Mahomes or Allen, you don't have a chance. I'm like, Mahomes only won one damn Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, dude, uh, what do you, hey, it's like folks I mean, saying I, would, I would like to have those dudes, but I'd be okay if I had Burrow or Herbert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, did they see what happened in Mahomes? We didn't have an offensive line against the Bucks. They got, they got, they got steamrolled. You still have to have a team. Hey Jim, you still all have to have best a team young quarterbacks in the AFC too. AFC, by the way. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny. It's funny you say that, uh, Tobias. I was looking at a clip of so Arian Foster is going to be on a new episode of I Am Athlete. And oh God! Yeah, that's, Is that's he wearing the pants? No, the, the we're like, we like loyal it. subscribers of that now. We've been with them for like. A week. I know, I know, I know. I, like I, yo, I just started watching like two weeks ago. <laughs> but, yo, but listen though. So he says, he says, um, Barry Sanders is the greatest football player ever. And he said he gets so upset when people bring up Tom Brady. He was like, he, I kind of said what Dev said. Like Tom Brady, so many things fell right in his career. But he said, but no one wants to talk about that. He said, when you start judging um, football players off championships, it's like the stupidest thing you can do considering yeah. how many people have to come together to win a championship. Right. It's better than like, even, you know, I don't like it in basketball, but it makes way more sense. Yeah, so, he, you know, he goes in on that. But I was like, yo, he lucky Shady ain't there because Shady would have socked him. Yeah, yeah. Shady would have gave him crazy yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, Carl. Yeah, Carl. I was like, 
how they talk best football players. I'm like, oh, I say he was great in that comeback as a Falcons, but the comeback wouldn't have been possible if the defense stopped letting Atlanta score. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. but but one thing I hate how people complain about the overtime rule. Uh, let let me tell people out there, you don't get a chance if you give up a touchdown. If you give up a field goal, you get the ball and get your chance also. Or how about this novel concept? You don't let them march down the field in 13 seconds. How about about that? I mean, mean, even the way it is, people are going to complain, but shoot, ain't that better for those complainers than sudden death was? You can get a damn safety. And the game was over. So. I, but anything, I, but I so feel, it, it shows rule, you that anything they change to, people are going to complain about. So you they're going to, but you, I still think the rule sucks, though, right? I mm-hmm. still think both teams should at least get a possession. Like, do it like college. But, yo, here's the thing, though. I was laughing at the clip that surfaced when uh, Kelsey um, um, was out here talking about how I they got holes the in the plot. Patriots here. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he was like, yo, like, we got robbed because we never got a chance to get on the field. He was like, you know what I mean? That's because that was Brady, like. They wouldn't do that for like if Patrick Mahomes was the one that went down the field. I was like, yo, they just, you know, but obviously that was that was when it happened to them. But I'm mm-hmm. like, now look at look at like look how life works. But mm-hmm. but even with them, I would have told Kelsey, maybe she told D Ford not to step offside, and your guy would have had a pick on Brady, and y'all would have been at the Super Bowl. I mean, but, but Tobias, you can you can play that game all day long though. You could do that like you, you playing a direct TV game. Like, well, it's because of this or because of that. But at the end of the day. The rule sucks, though. You got to you got to let both teams get a chance to get the football. Like I, I, that's the way I look at it. I think the rule sucks. I mean, it is what I, it, I is. Understand it is. The rule, that. especially if you're going to change to that type of format anyway, it, it probably shouldn't matter what they score—a field goal or a, you know, or a touchdown. You probably should get one. Yeah. But I just, I just don't care as much as everybody else. Like if you leave it, I don't care. Something I don't care either. But I feel like yeah. if you're going to change it, give both teams a chance to like score. So now. Now the right. Bills get the ball back, and either they got to get a touchdown to keep it going, or it's over. Like, That's being a game. Like, the, the way Most those times you score a touchdown, the other team is not going to match it. But in that game, they might have damn well matched whatever hey. happened. Or, you know. <laughs> you know what? I'll say this also. Man, F. Scotty Tippin. You need to be more worried about his wife getting thrilled out by role players. Uh, that's all I got to say. Everybody loves anyone? Jordan. Talk about Scotty and his wife. But the problem is that Michael Jordan said out his mouth, if you tra- draft night one year, they're going to trade Scotty for Sean Kemp. And Michael said, you trade Scotty Pippen, and I retire. If that ain't more of a vouch for a teammate, I don't know what the hell no, Scotty Mike, Mike is always, but he, Mike He's using it against himself. He's using it against Mike now, though. Because then you can yeah. – Scotty can – when he says the stuff that he says now, he can point to those type of quotes. Like, see, he couldn't do anything without me. Like, he can hype it up a little bit. He couldn't do it. Well, he right? wanted me to do everything while he just scored. Hold on. I mean, but, you know, I, I, I would have told Scotty, the reason Phil Jackson put you on Magic Johnson because Michael got in a foul trouble that happened. But Mike was shutting Magic down in that game. That's what the media won't tell you. Magic yeah, I, did, was that's not true. I did an end that's up, not true, I did an end up uh, dive into that game just uh, about a year ago. I'm not going to say he was shutting Magic down, but the, the, the narrative hit. that Magic was killing him is so not true. By Magic the way, that was probably Magic's greatest. That, that, Dragon, that Lakers team, 
it's one of the most underrated accomplishments a star player ever does. Dragging that team to the finals. I gotta find my my paper because I wrote it all. I, I wrote it down possession that, that, by possession when they were cheap. gardening. But 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 hold on. But I, I don't think I don't think Magic had nineteen. Most of it came though. from the foul line. I don't even think that matters though. Because I, I, I do I do remember the series vividly, and Magic did play difference once Pippen was on him. Like he slowed him down. Like he's but Pippen's he's bigger. Like it is what it is. Yeah, it it's is five. what it is. But I don't think that ever. But I don't think that really has anything to do with it. I but think I'm telling you, if y'all go out. back and watch that game one, you're not going to think Magic was doing something great anyway. Like to say he slowed no, but down. He, but, but, I was like, yo, no, but, but I thought I remember that Magic way too. I'm like, this is so hyped up. No, but we watched Magic play the whole playoffs. It wasn't about that specific game. It was about how uh, he okay. was playing in general. It's a different thing. I know, I'm but, saying but you know how really a lot of people tell that story, though, Jim. He was I mean, killing my game because, one, and then Scotty got on I him, mean, and then it was over. I watched that what game. We recognize I'm like, Yo, this in that time was the most it's in all about the narrative. flow 19 that I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, it's all about narratives. And it, there it's was one point where Magic hadn't scored. He didn't score for most of the first quarter. And then, like, his field goals, he only had, like, four field goals the whole game. And they but, came so far apart. Like, the way people – I know it's not y'all, not you, Jim. But the way people – the reason I even did that dive, because I was talking to somebody else about it. And they were talking so crazy. Like, it was basically like like Mike was getting treated. I mean, like like Joel Embiid was treating Hernan Gomez the other night. Like, they were acting I mean, like Magic. He only had 19. He only, he only had 19. So it's but he wasn't a score by nature. Yeah, but he wasn't like a score by nature. You get what I'm saying. But, 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 they, but, yeah. that, but that's not the point, though. The point of this whole thing is Scotty realizes how lucrative it is to do this and how it keeps him relevant because – Let's face it, the NBA is brutal, man. Like, they move on from folks. And if not for all this, we wouldn't even care about Scotty. Scotty would have been mm-hmm. forgotten. Like, you look at I certain mean, players and... now, we, we, were talking, we were talking the other day about, like, David Robinson and how just how good he was. No one cares about him anymore. Now, right. if David Robinson was to come out all of a sudden and start slandering Tim Duncan, he'd be relevant. <laughs> I was better than him. Yeah, because folks, folks forgot how good Shaq was. That's how they move on from people. And I think basketball – like that's the one well, thing I get baseball one of credit off. That won't let you forget though, because he's gonna disrespect yeah. everybody that's but, you know good what? or compared to I him. Give, from now on. I give base, I give baseball credit. They do a great job of uh, like the old guys keeping them like they, keeping their names alive. Basketball's like, I mean, oh, screw it, the new guy come in. Yeah, and, well, uh, football does too. Football doesn't do yeah. as good a job as baseball, but they do a better job. Than, like basketball is like, yo, you going for three years? Like, yo, you trash. You can't play in this era. Like. Basketball is very disrespectful. They're uh, they're legends. Yeah, yeah. Cause, I think uh, I think baseball that might be the the thing because that's the game that has changed the least throughout all of these years. I mean, it, it, it's definitely it's changed, but it's changed the least because it's such a traditionalist type of game. So you go out here, most of the stuff you're doing basketball... to get your numbers is the same thing that those guys had to do to get their numbers. I think basketball connection. I think I think it's basketball's connection to how can I put this the hip hop or urban culture, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a black bad people. thing. I think it's an I, I think it's an amazing <laughs> thing, right? But I wouldn't exactly. say black people. It's, it's a culture. But I think yeah. I think part of that culture is bravado. Like I'm the best. I'm the greatest. Like that's ingrained within the culture. So you start talking about basketball. It's like yo, I'm better than him. Like that's part of what basketball is. And baseball, you don't do that. Like it's more about honoring the numbers and the legacy. Like Basketball, mm. like, is it, if you go to court and play basketball, like, even, even at a high school level, 
at a high school level, you show more respect to your teammates playing any other sports than basketball. Basketball, you're like, yo, boy ass. Like, that's just what it is. Shout out to Imani Bates and Mikey Williams, the angry baller. Hey. Shout out to the team coach Cam Williams, Cam Newton, he was ass. Shout out to that kid. Uh, angry ass <laughs> high schoolers. Yeah, y'all high schoolers, yeah. I mean, not anymore for Imani Bates, but y'all high schoolers, like, getting your games televised on national TV. Like, why are you so mad? <laughs> like, this should be the happiest time of your hey. life. Why are y'all so it's angry every night? <laughs> One thing I tell you, like younger cousins, I was like, Lucas said he first got in. And it says, not a knock on the cats because you got to play by the rules presented for you. But today's guy, he said today, like the NBA is easier to score than EuroLeague. Because uh, I was like, yeah, because I was telling him, I said, think about this. We're in a league where they say Joel Embiid is in the way. And he's the best big man in basketball. He's unstoppable. I said, somebody make that make sense. We want, hey, we want him to get out of the way. So all these other guys do all this no other more. stuff that's not as good. Yeah. Be out there and, uh, point center now. But I'll say this before I run. Uh, anybody, I know y'all noticed this. Soon as the Heat get good and get a good record, old Fred Purdue come out of high. <laughs> no, no, no. Fred Fred knows how to spell the word basketball again. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Talking trash, too. Like, yo, they a half game up. And they're two and a half games up on the sixth place team. Like, calm down. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Like, calm down. Yeah. I mean, tagging a bunch of people. Your team this. Your know. team like this. Calm down, guys. <laughs> oh. All right. I should be the one that be talking all the mess we've been bad for 10 years. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, but, but I always say this. Uh, when people talk, it's like, like, I know my Bulls ain't going to win the title, right? I was a little excited earlier. But it's still a good story, though. And uh, like Jimmy always say, you just don't want to be bad, <laughs> you know, because it's yeah. hard to attract people when you're terrible. Now you're winning. You may be like Zach Levine's going to stay. Uh, and DeMar DeRozan actually helped Zach out because Zach Levine is better as a catch-and-shoot guy. And, uh, and kind of like Devin Booker, Chris Paul helped him out so Devin Booker didn't have to do all the distributing. He could just score. Times when you build the team the right way, you could everybody could do the job they're best at, and I think that sometimes, like Jimmy always say, these front office guys don't know what the hell they're doing half the time, <laughs> you know. But the smart ones saw that and they built the team the right way. Listen, man, these front office dudes, these sports media dudes, like I, I realize when you start to like go back and study, there's a video on YouTube. Well, this dude went back, and he went over Mel Kuyper's picks, like, since he started at ESPN. Yeah. And his picks are dreadful. And I'm sitting there like, yo, these dudes don't know nothing, no more than any of us. They be out here winging it. And what they'll do is when they get one right, they'll just harp on that. But they won't tell you about the other nine out of – yo, Mel Kuyper, and even his predictions are terrible. He went over uh, a couple years ago, like, you know, with him talking about the needs and what each team will pick. He got 22 straight wrongs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 22 straight. They said the odds of him even doing that was like slim to none. He got 22 straight wrong. But it's, it's on YouTube. i got to find it. It's like you went back and studied everything. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 You know, he, you know what? He, he, you know, he would have been better off saying, like, they're looking at these couple of guys right here. That will make yeah. you look better because of needs. You know, but it's not provocative guys. enough. But the, but but, yeah. but the point is though, these these are the guys that get GM jobs, right? They they come out of there, they get GM jobs. They don't know no more than us, bro. They look at the same game film, like at, 
Think about this. The Jets not only drafted a rookie last year, and uh, a rookie quarterback and started him day one, they brought in a rookie head coach who brought in a rookie offensive coordinator. Who thought this was a yeah. good idea? <laughs> you yeah. bring in a vet. Veteran y'all coach. Saw the, y'all, saw, y'all saw the Callan Callahan video. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was, uh, he was all in on Sam Darnold. He ain't let, he ain't let that go. Loud wrong. Yeah. That's his, that's yeah. his thing at this point. But, but see, right, it man. shows it's about next. My, hey, my you guys have a good one. started like 18 All minutes right, ago, and I'm the head coach. <laughs> oh, whatever, man. <laughs> hey, hey right, what, right, I want to say Chase graduated from Bishop Gorman, and I congratulate you to the young man. <laughs> All right, hey, man. you better cover the spread, you. kid. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs> spread. Yo, real talk. I said 18. My practice started like 24 minutes ago. I'm the head coach. Yo, oh, we're gonna, we, we almost out of here, though. I know. Man, Listen, man. Maybe I. Let me let me fly through these grind topics real quick. Why you want to grind is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Bottom line, if you need a website, <laughs> go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. Just go here. Ain't a lot I want to talk about here anyway. Antonio Brown says the Bucks offered him 200 racks to seek intensive mental health treatment if he wanted yeah. to. Um, so he he's yeah. thinking about suing the Bucks now for his release. And it sounds like he's just going around making the media rounds, saying stuff to make, you know, just to see what can stick. At, at this point, that's what it, it, it's kind of seeming like. Um, I mean, but hey, if they're they going to give you money, man, from, go get your money. <laughs> well, from the pit to the palace. Yo, um, the new M- the NBA announced a new uh, rising star game for man. All them words he uh, yo, saying wrong. Yo, <laughs> yo, my it. man. What did he say? What did he say? Doctor King and uh, Doctor King and, and and um and Malcolm fought for liberation. Liberation and and, and he, he got to stop talking out loud because he gonna make everybody believe, you know, in that perfect rumor. In the pit to like, the palace, man. Yeah. And my man is campaigning for a job in Baltimore, yo. Like he really want to be a Raven, yo. Mm-hmm. You're going to be mad when you get there Because the ball only throw to the tight end Yo, I don't know Remember Hollywood Brown was balling this year Yeah Hollywood yeah, That's probably why they was, was losing But anyway, um, <laughs> so the NBA the, the, NBA the NBA Has a new format for the uh, Rising Stars game, you excited about this? Um, It's cool Let me run through it real quick Um, The Rising Stars game, y'all know you know, the latest iteration was Team World versus Team USA. Before that, it was rookies versus sophomores. Uh, this year, they're going to have three games between four teams of rookie sophomores. And for the first time, they're letting some, G, you know, the G League cats into it. I guess the best dudes of the G League. So how it's going to work, it's going to be a pool of 28 players, 12 rookies, 12 sophomores, um, four NBA G League Ignite players. They're going to be broken down into four teams. Um, the, the pool of NBA players is going to be chosen by NBA assistant coaches. The Ignite players are going to be chosen by G League head coaches. Each team is going to be coached by a member of the NBA 75 team and assistant coaches from the 2022 All-Star Game. Um, they're going to draft their squads earlier at an earlier date, you know, before NBA weekend. There's going to be one NBA G League Ignite player on each team. Each game is going to be played to a final target score. So instead of them just running a clock, and we got to sit through, you know, long games like that. They're gonna, it's gonna be like 
out in the playground, you know, game 22 or whatever games go to in the playground these days. Um, so instead, you know, it's going to be a race to 75 to celebrate the league's 75th anniversary season. So games one and two are going to be played until the team reaches 50 points. Game three will be played until the team reaches 25 points. So the bracket goes like this. Game one is going to be team A versus team B. Game two is going to be team C versus team D. And then game three is going to be the winner of game one versus the winner of game two. I think it's cool. It brings something new. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got to sit around and watch the same old stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. with All right. So, no, this mm-hmm. new version of the Eshman Hawkmore game. Yo, are we going to uh, – <laughs> It's going to be a girl what, fight in the middle the of the game. What's the date of this, John? You know, you know. Huh? <laughs> what's the date of this job? You said what's the date? Um, I think yeah, it'll be I the same know. thing. Uh, it's going to be that Friday night because you know on the Friday night they usually do the the celebrity game and then the the rising stars. So it's going to be I on gonna Friday we're gonna night. We're going to be at the. Are we going to be yeah, at the we, Wu Mansion when it happens? That's yeah, we're going to be at the Wu Mansion on the water. All right, that's what's doing, up. Doing that's all what's this. up. So, so yeah, it's going to be another. Yo, so last story. Last story, real quick. Uh, Sean Payton and uh, Big Ben both say, "Ear, they out of here. <laughs> we out of here, baby." Yeah. Like we said earlier, Sean Payton is not calling his a retirement. So, um, you know, we'll probably see him either on somebody's sideline or somebody's front office at some point. But after 18 seasons, Big Ben calling it a retirement. He he's done. We pretty much knew that that was going to happen this season. Probably should have done it a long time ago, but um. First ballot Hall of Famer? What you think? I mean, is he nice to the media? No, he wasn't nice to the young ladies, but I think the media likes him. Hey, yo. <laughs> nah, I'm just saying. <laughs> they ain't got to vote. Hey, Funny yo. thing, if there is anything that holds up his induction, it might be those rumors. But I don't know. Remember, that kind of stuff, for some reason, for gets minute. forgiven. Taking I remember Ben was in like a motorcycle accident, and Ben was wild. Ben wild a little bit as a young boy. He wilded yeah. a little bit as a young boy. Yeah, so. he definitely did. And then but, he it, but it's probably not going to hurt him. Man. He going first ballot. Yeah, so that's what happened this week. While you on the Grizz night, tell everybody what happened this date in sports history, so we can yes, get on about it. This date in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. Smart people only read the sports. Make sure you get your copy at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com, written by Warroom Sports on Jimmy the Blueprint. Make sure you go and do that. This date in sports history, January 27th, 1993. And shout out to one of our loyal listeners, Neil, for this information. One of the biggest professional wrestling legends of all time, in every sense of the word, Andre the Giant, he passed away this day as a result of heart failure in Paris at the age of 46. Uh, he was soon after named as the first ever inductee, speaking of Hall of Fames, into the WWE Hall of Fame. So we'd like to give uh, a big war room salute to Andre the Giant, one of the greatest there ever was. Shout out Andre the Giant. <laughs> Yo, make sure you go watch it. It's a great documentary on him. I think it's either on HBO or Showtime. I'm not sure which one, but it's a dope documentary about his life. It's crazy. Yeah, anyway, I'd be watching Young Rock because of all the wrestlers they'd be trying to portray, the old 80s wrestlers they portray on that show. 
Yeah, <laughs> man. Like, yo, you would love that documentary. That documentary is fire, yo. Like, it's on Andre anyway. by himself, or it's a re- wrestling. Though? Yeah, no, it's on. It's on him. It's about right, his yeah. life. What's I that on? I think it's. I don't know what it is. This is HBO. I think it's HBO, but uh, it's on I'll his life it. though. But it's a. Uh, it's an interesting joint though. But anyway, man. That shit called um, Drake. Time for us to get out here. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Drake. Shit yo, anyway, Drake. um. <laughs> We out of here, man. Yo, happy birthday to Zeke, man. Yo, you, you know I mean, now you five years. No, man. Um, it's time for us to get out of here, man. Shout out to everybody who supports us in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, IG, wherever you find us at, man. We appreciate it, man. Bottom line, and, and enjoy everything happening. It's NFL Championship Week. Make sure you enjoy that. Hopefully, we got some more good games. That's my eligibility. <laughs> Stay safe in these streets, mask up, and try not to dance with Omarion. But listen, we'll see you right back here next week. Catch everything we do, all of our content, social media, everything is at the hub of warmsports.com. My book you can find at warmsports.com. But until next time, everybody, going to accept mediocrity, be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. I knew you were going to let them hit. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.